Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Today I have a very special guest, Soundwaves Photon. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome having you on the show here. I, You know, it's so good to talk to somebody about some of the stuff going on these days in the crypto slash Wall Street. Now it's Wall Street world going on where we hear about all this crazy news happening. And I find most people don't have any idea what's going on, but it's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it's very weird. The paradox between it's like low key warfare, man. It's like a war going on right now against our establishments. And but it's not really affecting day to day life. It's, it's really weird. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I was reading um, some of Robness's tweets about the idea of like Occupy Wall Street was like, well, that was a nice little protest, but it didn't really hit them where it hurts, right? You got to hit them in the wallet if you want them to really react or or be hurt by it. And... Yeah, and we're hitting them in a way where it it really exposes them as far as um, one phone call to Reddit, one phone call to Discord, one phone call to Robinhood. They could shut it down, you know? Well, and I was a little shocked absurd. that they were able to pull that off to that level where I can understand the government saying, oh, oh, this is bad. And Wall Street traders saying, oh, this is bad. I was kind of shocked Robinhood themselves pretty much shut it down. Yeah, apparently uh, I learned that one of their biggest customers or like the one that handles the trades, I guess, was was one of the banks that got affected. So, yeah, there's... There's obviously huge conflicts of interest and it's all an inside group, but just the way that um, all these crypto motherfuckers, I don't know if I could cuss, sorry. But don't yeah, worry these, about it. It's, I just mark it as explicit. Yeah, so cuss all, right. <laughs> all, these crypto, all these crypto dudes, you know, like they knew where to hit them, where it hurts. You know, they knew how to play their own games against them. But now they're like, oh, whoa. They don't know what it's like to be on the losing side of their games. So they just shut it down. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then you wonder, though, like, what are the repercussions of that? Because at this point, there are people like both left and right it, that are saying, hey, like, whoa, this can't happen. This is not right. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I even saw someone tweeted that Ted Cruz and AOC agree yeah, yeah. On, on the issue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You got Ted Cruz and AOC agreeing on market manipulation problems. Yeah, and um, I mean that I saw that lawsuit came up, so hopefully that goes somewhere. But I don't know what's really behind that. Or... Yeah, I have no idea. But to me, it's uh, it's indicative of what when when I've been in crypto for a few years now, it's indicative of what crypto could do differently. I mean, we do have points of friction in crypto as well, and there's obviously centralized agents in crypto as well. Yeah. Right? But. I think if you look at something, say, like Uniswap, which admittedly is still kind of primitive right now, um, long term, that's decentralized trading right there, man. Like, that's that's how you get away from all these problems. Yeah, definitely, because um, these systems are actually tested, you know? They're decentralized. They're, they're out there dealing with the real world. Uh, the old systems, it's just these little in-group systems that are... They're just getting, uh, they're becoming obsolete. Yeah, it's true. Well, and as of now, as long as you're very, very wealthy, you know, they'll protect your wealth, right? But uh, yeah, I think that's what's really getting exposed. That just 
how easily these people just protect themselves to where it almost like it's criminal it's straight up just it's criminal like there's nothing else to call it yeah i mean the sad thing being i don't know if much can be done about it other than changing like you know saying maybe you know what forget it i don't want anything to do with the stock market i'm gonna you know get more involved in other areas like crypto or whatever instead yeah it's definitely it could be like a really good onboarding wave for all these crypto projects for sure yeah and i mean if you look at nfts like there's just such huge potential here to utilize this in ways that you know haven't even really been imagined yet yeah, because people that are uh, non-technical could kind of jump into this space and, you know, the more creative types. and But they're able to innovate in their own ways as well because creative types seem to be systems thinkers for the most part. They're just maybe not technical with, you know, the, the logical mechanics of it all. But yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. But hey, let's talk about you. All right, Sound yeah, waves cool. photon. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, welcome. I'm happy to have you here. Yeah, I'm I glad that that's so cool that just you're out there doing this podcast and you're giving opportunity. And I just love how it's all uh, bottom up, you know? Oh, it's very much so. It's just really, this is as grassroots as it gets, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the auction house, man, it's so wild there too. <laughs> that's where we met, right? We met, I think it was Daniel Pan who mentioned you or... Maybe we yeah, were just yeah, there definitely. in a conversation at the same time that I happened to pop in there. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Brain Pasta's in there, and he's all yes. he's always out there trying to get people to to do stuff. So yeah, it's it's a super cool energy and super cool space. Absolutely. So yeah, tell me about your art. Obviously, the big thing you've got going on right now is this cool 100 Mountains project. I was uh, browsing through these on OpenSea, and you can find them if you search up 100 Mountains. You'll find a collection there um tell me about this collection uh yeah so i started crypto nfts on like the ethereum blockchain about the end of december so and i minted a few and i got some interest but i felt like because there's so many artists so many people just doing things you kind of have to stand out somehow right so um and while I was thinking about that, another friend of mine named Root Draws, he's an artist as well. I don't know if you know who he is. No. But he's a very interesting thinker. And he, he challenged me to a project to create 100 of something. And right. I, I, just, I think I read that on your Twitter. Yeah. So I got to thinking and like I create these really cool like um, psychedelic nature aesthetics where it's like it's 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 based on like the way nature looks like vast expanses and but the roughness like the self-similarity of everything and and contrast and everything so i decided to create 100 100 of these mountain artworks and um and i wanted i wanted it to stand out so i wanted to offer an ar print that's going to be signed for each mountain it's going to fund an art book it's going to fund an album and it's all been funded already. And um, yeah, it's just my big project to jump into the space, basically. Well, that's a lot to unpack there. You were talking about funding an art book and a 
an album you said talk, tell me about this book we'll get back to 100 mountains talk about them a little more but i'm curious yeah the book. book itself is going to be just all 100 of them okay it, it's going to be a, a a decent sized little book just with all 100 of the mountains printed out so each one of the ar layers is going to work you'll be able to go okay so yeah so you'll you be able to go through the whole the whole okay. works yeah and then each layer will be you could just use it on your phone so each mountain will have its own ar layer in the book so there's going to be a hundred of those. Okay. So and, explain this to me. I've talked with a lot of artists now and I still don't understand what are, what's the process you're using to create an augmented reality layer for these artworks? Like what are you doing to accomplish that? There's a, there's different services, but the one that seemed the most simple and just easy to jump into was called Art, Arte Vive. Mm, yeah. I think I've got that on my phone. Art of Vive or Art of, I don't know. Art of Vive. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that one, you just sign up as a creator okay. and what activates the layer is like the image itself. So like that you could consider the image is like a QR code or whatever. Right. I see. So once, once the phone recognizes the image, it activates the video. And if you have the, and the video is essentially the AR layer and you could make that 3d and you could do cool things. But for mine is just like, it's kind of subtle movements mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with, with kind of like uh, just droned out kind of big sounds. Mm. Oh man. I'm really vibing on that idea right now. As you're saying that I'm thinking of some cool stuff, but that these would look so cool. I saw you were showing one on Twitter with the AR effect and it looks wild, man. Yeah. That was actually like the, the Genesis mountain NFT. It's pre 100 mountains project. And uh, yeah, this oh, collector, okay. This collector in Europe like collected it and I sent him the print and yeah, he's got it now and he says it works perfectly. But yeah, that was like the first one. And then I just decided to do 100 and I wanted to add value. So, you know, the book, the print itself signed with the AR layer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty big project and it's all funded. So now I'm like, all right, now I got to pull it off. Now I got to execute. Yeah, yeah. Now the pressure's on. <laughs> yeah. Still, I'm just looking at it as I really get off on the, the transformation stuff in art. I love transforming things, you know, or having a process. Yeah, that, I like uh, I I like these uh, these pieces that are generative. Yeah, yeah. And then the ones that are generative over time, like that's going to be like, a, you know, like a long-term art project. Like it's just, yeah. it's crazy, crazy stuff. It's wild. Anyway, yeah, anybody who's curious, what you can do is you can go on Twitter and if you find sound waves of photon, you can go on there and you can see some of these in action. Uh, one I'm looking at right now is Mountain 88. So oh this yeah, is that one, one. Of the last audio visuals. Tell me about this one. This is a bundle. It says so you're getting three of them in yeah. this piece. Well, I I tried to. Well, I just um, I just let everyone know that there's three audio visuals left. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are kind of you know. The really cool ones like the the super cool audio visual nfts now when you say audio visual you mean they're they're coming with like a song that's loop wing with it or what what's going on there well no it's just it's just like the the movement and the sound okay. like all the all the other mountains are just static nfts and what kind of sound is is playing with it and it's it's just original music that i make uh very droned out kind of future zen type stuff yeah, I was listening to the one piece on Spotify, Nutrition. Yeah, yeah. It's just really, very... really kind of meditative, but, yeah. but like groovy, 
but at the same time, like kind of Zen, just Zen vibes, you know? I really dig your color schemes, man. I have to tell you, I have a very a much of an affinity for some of the color schemes you work with here. Yeah, I, I, I really definitely like have that. to thank uh, Mushrooms for that. <laughs> oh, how so? Yeah, just the vibrancy you get, especially okay. out in nature when when you're on a when you're on shrooms and you get like a. Really so when good you trip. come down, though, isn't it like, oh, it doesn't look like how I thought it looked? No, no. When you come down, you're just like you're just grateful for being able to experience like the vibrancy of, of nature in, in that way. And I guess that's 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 I guess that's what I'm trying to recreate. Huh. That's pretty awesome. Very nice. I got to try it someday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I advise it for everyone. <laughs> but that's not medical advice. <laughs> no, definitely. There's no medical advice happening right here, right now. Just make that clear. I am not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I see your collection. You have it up in uh, crypto voxels. That's pretty wild. Yeah, a few of my collectors... They put it up in their little crypto voxels. Like, I think that stuff's really cool. I'm definitely going to explore that after this project. Yeah, I haven't taken full advantage. One of my guests, Owakasimo, she actually built a little section for me that she had some of my artworks on display in a crypto voxels uh, sector, I guess. I don't know what there's called. But uh, I don't fully... There's just so many things to learn about. I don't fully yeah. get get where you do what you do with that. Like, you know, I guess you have a virtual piece of land where upon which you can build. Yeah, I think you have to buy the virtual plot somehow. Yeah, it is very all just insane and wild. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, a few of my collectors collected and it's interesting to like get the collector feedback as well cuz They'll pick different pieces that I didn't even think like had any kind of theme to to match them up, but they'll be like they'll explain why they picked these or whatever, and it's really interesting. Hmm. So why mountains in particular? Like you said, you had to do a hundred of something. Why'd you choose mountains? Uh, mountains just because they represent um like becoming, they represent overcoming, they represent uh the obstacle is the way, they represent. Uh, just no matter what's in front of you, no matter what's um, thrown your way, you're you're able to overcome it. Because yeah, once you're in on the top of a mountain, man, it's you get this insane sense of uh, of just peace and like a tranquility. Because it's uh, because at the end of the day, you don't really need much to survive. You just you need food, air, and water. You know, really. And uh, yeah, just uh, that wild sense of stillness is is what I'm very inspired by. Hmm. That's cool. Do you have like, you know, when I look at some of your mountains, they have more, say, visual tension in them or more intensity. Are you, you know, in a different state of mind when you're working on those different pieces or? Uh, I just... I've kind of like developed a process because I've almost made like a hundred of them now. And <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I pick a color scheme I really like and um, I, I try to manipulate it and give it kind of like a roughness. Like, um, like you know, you look out in nature and everything is just kind of like, you know, every, everything's non-linear, everything's fractal, every, you know? Yep. So I give it that kind of texture and then I kind of make that the mountain with that texture and then I try to build like the 
I guess the the aura or the sky of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the process. What, you, what just, tool are you using to make these? Which, which oh, apps that's, are you that's, using? That's a trade secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I usually try to get some info out of my artists when I have them on. And then I'm like, ooh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a lot of trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I admit, like, when it comes to experience with apps, my experience is fairly limited. I mostly work on Procreate. And uh, it's I want to learn Blender. Blender seems cool, but then mm. there does seem like there's an oversaturation of 3D, but I think 3D is here to stay. There's yeah, I per- think so, but sure. I don't know about you. I just, my art, I just, 3D doesn't grab me as much. I don't know why. I just prefer the 2D. Maybe it's because, you know, I have kind of a feeling of nostalgia when I'm drawing like comic-like art, you know, and yeah, yeah, definitely. I like the comic book style stuff. So for me, maybe that's what it is. And I don't know if that can be overcome. Yeah, definitely. It, 2D is definitely not going anywhere because that's that's the foundation, you know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, you can feel like, oh, am I limiting myself by, you know, sticking with 2D? And, you know, I don't do a ton of animation stuff either. I mean, obviously you have some animation work in yours. Yeah, and the cool thing about tokenizing artwork is that it could be anything, you know, like... I, you could tokenize a music video. You could tokenize a contract for something. You could tokenize whatever you want. You know, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, let's talk about your music. So, have you tokenized some of your music? No, but I've. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Rocky. Rocky dot app. No. They're they're um. It's like a platform where you could upload your music and you could stream okay. and listen to other people's music or whatever. And each stream, they get a little bit of like the Rocky token or Rocky coin. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. So the artist and the listener gets a little bit of the of the coin. But the interesting, their interesting thing they're doing with NFTs is um, they're letting artists sell royalty contracts on the tracks. So like, if I put out a song, I could sell an NFT with fifty percent royalties, and every time someone listens to that song, like the contract gets paid out. What? Are you serious right now? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and that's what already working right now? That's what they're working on. Yeah, a really big DJ sold a song, I believe for like 45K in Ethereum. Probably for 50, wow, I'd guess. Eh? For 50% uh, royalties on the track. And that's just built into the uh, contract. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Tune back in the day. Tune? No. Yeah, they were very similar blockchain kind of streaming style website, but that just collapsed. You know, that's what happens with a lot of these companies. Yeah, yeah. But but this one seems really interesting. So you said Rocky dot app, but when I search for that, that nothing shows up. It's okay. It's Rocky with an I dot app. Oh, okay. You were, you know, I almost went to a really bad site there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> only only Rocky.com. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. Cool. I'll have to check this out. My yeah, dude. That that my son is looks really my cool. son creates music, and I'm trying to get him into making it into NFTs. And he's kind of he's already got a bunch of music that he's planned for an album that he doesn't want to tokenize. He wants to do it like traditionally. Then I'm like, okay, well after that, you got to make some stuff, you know. So uh, maybe I'll let him know about this. But I'm yeah, also definitely. thinking I might do something with him where 
um he gives me a loop it might not be a full song like maybe it's like a 30 second loop or something and i just make some art based on that or whatever that could be kind of cool yeah you know it would be super cool like if someone were to purchase that loop they'd be able to use it in another song that has royalties as well and then we could be like there could be like a whole ecosystem of of samples and loops that people could just use and everything it's the way to do it man yeah it's perfect when you think about it it's such more like makes so much more sense than doing it through these record labels and they're all skimming their chunk off of it yeah 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 they're they're the it's all about that um that decentralization man it's automating decentralization that's it's just perfect well it's just like the gamestop thing right it's until you have this alternative you kind of just go well i guess that's just the way it is and now it's like no it doesn't have to be that way like there are other solutions here yeah now with DeFi and we're we're making banks obsolete essentially yeah that time's coming i really do think it is yeah i think so too because it's, it's just a global force of, of course uh it's not going to be pretty but i think yeah it's I think banks will try to get in on on the action, right? Like I can see banks maybe in the next year or two, they're going to be having Bitcoin portfolios for their clients and things like that. Yeah. And they'll try to develop their own like proprietary blockchains or. Well, and they can fractionally reserve it too, right? Like they can say, yeah, you can uh, buy Bitcoin through the bank and they might only hold say a thousand Bitcoin or whatever number. Yeah. They'll hold like 10,000 more shares of what they. And they'll just issue shares on it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they basically, you can fractionally reserve it, right? I mean, a lot of these exchanges, like, you know, Binance or whatever, it's like, do they really hold all their Bitcoin that they say they have? I doubt it. Yeah, they definitely don't. <laughs> right? Because was it, what is that? Is it in February sometime that they say remove all your, there's some tradition that they've done for a couple of years now. Who was that that started that? Where the idea was to withdraw all of your crypto from exchanges on a certain day and put it in your own wallet who was that was that trace meyer who came up with that i feel Uh, like that's who it was uh i could be wrong but the idea is i forget which date it is it's sometime in february and the whole concept is to just collapse them like to just no not to collapse them to go okay do you really have it okay yeah can you pay it out yeah yeah or am i just trusting you because yeah. that's the problem with leaving your money on exchanges. And that's a lot of people do it because it's inconvenient not to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and for listeners out there who are getting into crypto, don't leave your money on exchanges. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That is advice. Um, you know, because they go under and they, uh, you know, or they get caught on the wrong side of the law or whatever, you know, so. We had a fiasco up here in Canada with one called Quadriga. Where Quadriga? Quadriga is a Canadian exchange. And uh, I'm not really a trader, so it didn't affect me. But um, this uh, this guy, the CEO, disappeared, took off, and had the private keys and everything. And oh, man. turned out he apparently died. I'm saying that with quotation marks, air quotation marks. We don't really know if he really died or not. In, in <laughs> India somewhere that was known to be a place that issued fake death certificates and things like this. Wow. And disappeared with like something like $300 million or something of crypto. And that was in the crypto uh, winter. So that'd probably be more like a billion dollars now. 
That's insane. Wow. Yeah, I bet I bet you a bunch of people have faked their deaths, man. I would guess, you know, it happens. I mean, it was highly, highly suspicious. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So don't keep your money on exchanges because there are shady people out there who will take advantage of you. Yeah, definitely <laughs> keep keep your savings, like, on your own, on your own wallet. So what got you into the music side of things? Like, how, how have you got into that? Uh, I've been playing music uh, forever, man. Like, my, my whole life. I picked up guitar when I was, like, an early teenager. And I was in psychedelic jam bands. I was in a, a punk band. I was in a noise band. And then, uh, you know, you, you live through that. And eventually, um, after that, I, I, like, I would sell beats to, like, hip-hop dudes or whatever. And just over time, just the craft has been refined. And now I'm just putting out the music that, that you know, I guess the music that I, I create. Yeah, cool. And again, you do have some of that with some of these 100 Mountains pieces, right? Like some of them do have music with them. How is that working? Yeah, those are going to be more like meditative kind of tones because it's going to be like uh, – they're almost all going to be infinite loops. Right. But the the music that I like to create is more, uh, you know, song structures and it's just groovy, psychedelic, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like like trip hop vibes and just uh, alien chill music, man. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to put you on the spot here and it might make one ear collectors happy and the others unhappy. <laughs> okay. Which is your favorite mountain? Oh, yeah. The, that one, uh, it was actually three of them. And I actually bundled them together together, and I called them the aesthetics. Okay. And, and then I had a flash sale one night and I was like, uh, tonight only get, get this. And I threw in like an, another NFT. And yeah, someone picked it up. It was, it was the three called the aesthetics. Yeah, you I'm looking see. at them right now. Yeah, those three were my favorite. Well, I was kind of hoping that would be more awkward for you and you'd have to squirm a little bit, you know, but you already had one that was your favorite. Yeah, I already, I already told my collectors, like, these are my favorite. Because <laughs> well, I guess that like, out of the way then. Honestly, there's a part of me that, like, didn't want to sell them because I wanted the prints. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Do you do a lot of printing of uh, your work? Like, do you sell them traditionally? I do a lot of printing, but like I don't sell them. But, <laughs> but you print them and then you keep them. Yeah, I have like I'm looking at a stack of art right now. And is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and what platform do you usually try to sell your prints on then? Uh, well, before the whole crypto thing, I was on Instagram, and you know, you just Instagram is weird. It's kind of just like um, it's like window shopping instead of like actually talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would put out my work on there. And, you know, offer prints on a Shopify store. Okay. Or uh, even just direct, like, through DMs. Like, if you want to print, like, uh, Cash App or PayPal or whatever. Yep. But, you know, like, uh, it's just with crypto, it seems like it's a much more revolutionary, like, space for for creatives. Well, there's this immediacy to it, right? Where you see someone buy it and, poof, there it is in your wallet and... Yeah, and that's the super no. cool thing about it is like the the token in your wallet, you know, like <laughs> it's 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 weird, man, but it's so fucking cool. It is. I love it. It's very cool. Well, and of course, this AR thing. I gotta try that. I gotta, 
I do have the Artivive app. I've I've got a. I didn't realize that that had the creation tool in it. I thought that was just for viewing. I never even. No, the app itself. I mean, yeah, the app is just for viewing. But okay, to do the creation thing. Yeah, you would have to use like a desktop browser or whatever. But you would go to Artivive then and do it. Yeah, and you sign up as a creator. Okay. Like it's, wow. it's like a separate. It's a separate like page or something. Okay. See, this is what I do. I get people on, and then they they end up tutoring me on how to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then um. <laughs> You could, there's these apps called Motion Leap and uh, yeah, I've got that one. Easy Glitch and mm -hmm. um, there's another one. Destroy Picks I use. There's Bazart is another cool. Yeah, one. yeah. Any any of those that you could like take a static piece and make visuals out of. Yeah, that's what will be the video that you tie to the static piece QR code. Right. Yeah, and that's the way it works. Yeah, I mean, I could just make a like an mp4 in procreate that would be activated yeah yeah exactly all it is, is is tying a video to the static initial activation image oh man i could do some sweet stuff with zombies with that man yeah dude like you could do so many cool things oh i gotta try that at some point i don't know if i'm ready mentally to try that right now but i will at some point here yeah definitely to. keep it in the toolbox so yeah, 100 mountains. How many of these mountains are you finished now? I'm up to 90. I'm going to drop hopefully maybe six or seven more tonight. And then I'm Holy, doing, uh, six or seven more tonight? Yeah. How many? How? Like, that's awful. That's a lot at once. Yeah. And then uh, I want to have them all out by Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I'm, and then I'm just going to push the value, uh, tell, put the story out there as far as the prints and the whole art book and. Mm -hmm. And just it's and it's basically up until January is the discount window because after January all the remaining mountains are going to be priced at one ETH. Okay. Right now, right now they're point one. Wow, so that's a pretty good discount right now then. Yeah, definitely. Huh? And this book that you're making, like, what's the deal with that? Like, where are you are you you have things figured out for printing or whatever? Or yeah, I'm gonna just buy a really good printer and try to get decent paper, and it's all just gonna be in house made, so oh, they'll wow. all they'll all be signed. Um, I'm thinking about writing out the numbers for each mountain, like on each book. That way, it's just completely like it's exclusive for collectors, like mm -hmm. anywhere else, and it's it's. It's, it's unique. It's it's work that is really like it is my my soul. It is my fucking. It's everything I've been through in life, wrapped up in in a book, an album, in a project, and um, yeah, that's awesome. So I mean, it says here when I read the one hundred mountains description that all proceeds go towards funding a creation studio to print an art book and an accompanying music album. So what? Tell me about your creation studio. Yeah, I'm gonna get like I have a. I have an old desktop from like 2005, dude. So like it sucks. <laughs> so I'm going to buy a laptop. I'm going to get these programs. Uh, I'm going to upgrade my software because I'm using a, a software from like 2010. So yeah, I'm basically going to upgrade. <laughs> Ooh, you gave me a little hint about your secret recipe there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So yeah, I'm going to upgrade the computer, uh, get better. I have a small, just two octave keyboard right now. I might okay. get some something else, uh, a loop machine, mm. and then um, cameras to film and make videos, and then the printer to do the books and prints, maybe even do in-house printing. 
for like large pieces mm-hmm. and um man i might be coming um, you to print some of my art later uh, Jeez. Yeah, that that would be a dream too. Cause like, just the more we could get away from these corporations and just totally. truly, truly be like this this digital, global commune in a sense, like where we don't really care who or what you are, just as long as you do what you say is like in these contractually or whatever through the blockchain or whatever, you know, trustless. Yeah. So that along with the art, yeah, it's. it's I feel like everything's just stacked up perfectly for me to just be here right now. Yeah, I find it interesting how the more decentralized it is, the more people seem to be attracted to working together. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like the support in this space is like right off the bat too. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, like you're the shit. And it's like, and it's genuine too because like everyone's out here just creating mind-blowing stuff. And, totally. And it's it's just super cool. It's super cool. Well, and it's that idea that, you know, you find this art and there was no barrier there to you entering this. You just made some cool shit and people were like, this is awesome. And yeah, that's yeah. all it's, it's it takes. It's that one-to-one connection. Like you it's know? one-to-one connection. And this person likes your art. They're like, yeah, hell, hell yeah. Here's 0.1 ETH, you know? Yeah. And there's not there's one person point, like, saying, well, you, know, you should buy this person or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, uh, it's super cool to see just the decentralization really is. And it's like the way of nature too. Like eventually it's, over time, everything's going to become decentralized, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So where was your entry point into the crypto stuff? Me, it was writing. I was writing about it. What about you? How did you get into crypto? Uh, I got into crypto in 2016. I got into like trying to earn crypto in 2016 uh-huh. through through Steam. Okay. Yeah, you were telling me a little about this. Tell me about your experience <laughs> yeah. on Steam. Actually, that do, was my entry as well. Steam? Was Steam? But that's oh yeah. Okay. So well, yeah, because I I started getting into crypto by my idea was okay. I'm a decent writer at the time. I was a, you know not a very good writer. I've learned a lot, but yeah. uh, thanks mostly to uh, John Rice at Coin Telegraph, who has been my editor for a few years now. Oh nice. Um, but anyway. Uh, when I started writing on there, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to blog what I learn about. And then I just got into crypto. Yeah, and so I just was writing every day about, and I just went way in the rabbit hole. So every day I was writing for like an hour, two hours about what I learned about crypto that day. Awesome. And uh, did that. Yeah, right. For... You would get these upvotes and. Yeah. That was money was somehow. Super motivating. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I remember the first time it was like 40 cents or something. I was like, holy shit. I got paid 40 cents. <laughs> yeah, like in these crazy weird posts, you're making like $1,000 and stuff. It's yeah. Like, well, there was a bit of gamification going on there. Yeah, a little bit it was, of uh, manipulation. It was so wild. Yeah. But yeah. That's, but, that's where I started. Yeah. Tell and me about it. At first it was just like shit posts and memes and just, you know, lulls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But eventually I was like, you know what? Like if you create value, then values, you know, going to be what resonates around you. So I, I try to create art pieces and, just a ton of stuff on steam and then eventually that got taken over by like the chinese i don't know if you heard mm. all that well and then basically everybody moved to hive pretty much yeah justin sun pretty much did a hostile takeover and yep i actually wrote about that at, revolted. for telegraph yeah yeah. yeah it was very very insane <laughs> it was insane to see it play out and hive like had a perfect opportunity to really like show that but i don't know but yeah now now it's hive but like these are very 
super niche block uh, blockchains and oh very much so yeah the, the community there is super cool but it's like there's really no opportunity over time so then i started seeing this uh eth space and yeah I, I decided to jump in on that and so i got into rarible the first piece i made was like a it was like a zoom in like a spiral zoom in kind of with psychedelic music so i was looking for on rarible what do you where do i find you on rarible it should be Soundwave Photon. How come I couldn't find you? Did I type it in wrong? Because yeah, I've only ever looked at your show stuff up on, on uh, Search sometimes. Yeah, you can see my Rarible stuff on OpenSea. Mm hmm. So okay, well, yeah, when I type in Soundwave's Photon, I don't yeah, get yeah. I don't get you. So that's why I was like, oh, you must just be on OpenSea. Type in Holy Zoom. For some reason, I think like Rarible like shadow bans me or something what i don't know why are you serious right now yeah like i don't come up on search holy zoom like h-o-l-y space zoom yeah no that's not showing up either dude type in erosion that's another one of my pieces okay erosion uh that might be yeah okay no i mean that is so weird right yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. So, have you talked to them at all about it? Well, I opened a OpenSea collection. Maybe they migrated over or something. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah, I don't come up on Rarible at all. So, do you mint but stuff on OpenSea? They, they on OpenSea like I have my Rarible like items there, my NFTs there. They show up on OpenSea. But they don't show up on. Okay, Rarible. so if I search for Soundwave's Photon on OpenSea, is that your is that your store name? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I should find you that way. Yeah. Okay, on there I see the Binary Eight. Is that anything to do with you? Oh, that was my that was like the first collab I did. Look up, type in 100 Mountains. Yeah, I got 100 Mountains right on my screen. Yeah. Yeah, if you could click on like me right there, like where it says my name. Okay, where does it say your name? Under 100 Mountains, like it should say my name somewhere. Like owned by Ethereum DApps. That's not you. Oh, here, created by. Okay, KK. Why does that not show up? Oh, yeah, it's one word. It's one word. I was typing in Soundways Photon separately. Let's. Okay, I want to look okay, back at Rarible right. and see if I find it now as a single word. All right, my bad. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, no, I'm you were You were well. <laughs> You were shadow bed. You were typing in your own I name. I wasn't wrong. shadow bed. I was just high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that's funny. Uh, no, I still don't see you on Rarible. So it wasn't just <laughs> that you're high. Okay, so now it's both. God damn it, man. <laughs> That was hilarious, man. Oh, man. So, uh, let's see. That's funny, though. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Well, I see some more pieces now, but these are pieces that I think you've probably bought. Or, like, there's the... Um, yeah, oh, yeah. This, you had one, this cool zone. one at the auction, this drained piece that from Known Origin. Now, that's not that's not your piece, though, Oh, no, that it? was someone's Genesis piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Genesis hunter, man. Yeah, who created that? I don't. Even, I don't remember. It was uh, made by Mike. But yeah, that was a, that was a super cool piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I remember I saw that one and I was in that auction. I I think I had some on sale that day. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh yeah pretty cool stuff who are some of your favorite artists that you're you're following these days like or are you collecting particular artists uh i really like daniel pan's work mm -hmm. like i really dig his aesthetic and then he always like includes poetry yeah that's cool and so i got his genesis piece as well you have time. daniel pan's genesis piece yeah on which platform on engine actually what yeah his genesis genesis piece yeah yeah <laughs> holy dude yeah i was up for auction and it was a heated auction man and when was, did that was, take place that was uh within the last week for what sure. how did i miss that or yeah or no i mean maybe last week i mean yeah i think it was last week that's so weird i don't know i must have had stuff going on i had a busy week the other week yeah someone was selling it like it wasn't him selling it like a, a right. another another collector was selling it was auctioning it and yeah the auction got pretty heated but in the end i got it nice i think for, I think for 0.42 okay yeah it's not a bad price for his very like that would have been his very first piece yeah not at all like it was a total value and i really dig that dude's art too yeah beautiful art i've tried i look at his watercolor stuff and he does that on like procreate and stuff and yeah. i tried i'm like dude i cannot do what he's doing yeah and um his poetry too like it always fits very well with with the piece mm. cool hey tell me about this speaking of auctions you had this one piece that you sold to two buyers oh yeah that was wild man that was, that like, was who brain pasta and who else that was brain pasta and sursu right yes okay yeah so they were they were bidding it out and uh mm -hmm. sursu was like hey brain I, I got an idea and they talked it out and they decided to just like kind of bid together and they would create this open what is it? no gnosis gnosis like you're know. able to you're able to create these multi-signature wallets where nothing is approved unless both signatures approve it like a like a transaction or, or whatever yeah so they came together and they built a multi-signature wallet to have co-ownership of the nft so they were able to like bid as a as a team you know that is wild yeah that was super wild man and, and so did they just kind of go halvesies on or is that built into it too somehow yeah so what they did is they they opened up the wallet on gnosis and that's the multi-sig wallet mm -hmm. and, and, and then you basically you send money to that wallet that wallet purchased the nft so the nft is in that wallet so it's kind of like uh it puts the money in a reserve of sorts yeah, essentially. And if they ever decide to sell it, there would have to be an agreement. If they decide to do anything with it, there would have to be an agreement between both of them. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so they both have I've to heard confirm of that the transaction. G-N-O-I-S-I-S, -I, -S, I think, right? But that's a super cool way to like bid for these pieces because now like you could have little operations and teams. Totally. You know, like... It could be like timeshares. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have like fractional ownership type idea. And then nothing would happen unless there's consensus all, all around. Right. So you could fractionally own something without the danger of someone selling it from under your feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really cool idea. And just to see that just happen live, like that was so interesting. Yeah. And then yeah. It was, it was well, I mean, like, surely they must have had work. some experience with it. No, like, it was for a, a collab with uh, ATM. I think you had ATM on the show, right? No, I've not had ATM yet. We've talked about possibly having him on the show. I yeah, think you Daniel definitely Penn should, recommended man. him. 
Yeah, yeah, have him on the show, man. Yeah, so hey, it was I'd it was our collab. To. He sent me a color scheme, and I created a mountain out of it. I sent it back to him, and he creates these like really cool alien like orb looking planet things that are like super psychedelic and and he placed that kind of behind the mountain and it looks so fucking cool man huh. and, cool. yeah so they were they were bidding it out against each other and then boom Cersei was like let's do the fucking multi-sig and then so then they bid as a team and then we all got into like a, a little chat all four of us and everything got fucking settled and it was super cool super cool to be a part of that that is really cool. I've never heard of that actually being used like in practice like that. Yeah. So essentially you could fund one of these wallets and that could be your NFT purchasing wallet. Right. Right. And so does it work where it's kind of placed in a trust of sorts then when you put the funds into that or because you'd have to both give the go ahead in order for that money to be dispensed, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There would have to be an agreement, you know, prior. And then once it's in there, that it's set. Huh, wild. That is cool. Yeah, and no, I cannot find you on Rarible even without the space. Yeah, see, that's very bizarre, man. That is, that I would be complaining about that, man. That's not right. Like, I mean, if people are trying to find you, they can't find you on there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like to like, complain, man. What, did you ever hear anything from them or? No, I guess I'll send them a message or something. I guess I've just I've enjoyed OpenSea more, so I'm more. Yeah, just, yeah, I hear I'm you. Just using that, yeah. Rarible, uh, you know, in my experience, it was a fantastic entry point. Um, yeah, definitely, Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> that was so wild, dude. Yeah, I've got a I've got Rarible, you know, because I I because the gas fees have been so high, I've got some Rarible just sitting there waiting sitting there waiting for me to claim it. You know? oh, yeah and that ran up to like five bucks and, or something yeah no it went up right because and i'm like oh okay but then i went to claim it i'm like 50 dollars to claim it forget it <laughs> so, <laughs> so i just leave it sitting there <laughs> yeah sometimes it's like 20 bucks to accept this bid oh fuck it all right go i know it. right well i had that today where i had someone make an offer on a piece and i'm like it was 0 0.05 ethereum yeah, like half of its like, gas. Okay, <laughs> if I accept that, yeah, I'm not making any money off of this. Yeah, it's crazy. They need so, to, they need to fix that. Yeah, it's a frustrating problem. I mean, I talk with just about every guest about gas fee problems. <laughs> yeah, frustrating. But over yeah. time, but but jumping into these other platforms, uh, I think, I think is beneficial too. I'm going to jump into a lot of them. And, and yeah, what do, what do you envision? What do you what do you imagine going? I've to? seen a ghost market. I've seen. Mm. Um, Pyro, You're talking Pyros. entirely different blockchains. Okay. Yeah, entirely different blockchains. Okay. I'm on NFT showroom. That's where I started like That's Hive, right? Doing doing NFTs. Yeah. And uh I I definitely want to see if I could uh mint more pieces there for sure. I want to try I want to try all all of them, dude. I want to be mm. everywhere. So, have you um what was I going to ask you? Have you looked at some of the kind of more of the curated platforms like, you know, Known Origin or Super Rare or anything like that? Yeah, I've applied to most of them and nothing. Wow, it's slow, man. Yeah. I applied to Known Origin originally I way back. You, just, in... you know, you just got to troll them on Twitter and just bother them or something. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Known Origin, I applied to them in, I feel like it was late September. And at that time, of course, the market, everybody was going nuts. NFTs and I think I got on it was about a five six week process before I got on now you know 
that was a different time though. I think since then they've probably got 10 times the amount of applicants. Yeah, I've seen some people say that like there's like a six month waiting time and Yeah, see, and when I applied, it wasn't quite like the market was hot, but there weren't as many people entering trying to get on these platforms. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming you probably were in around the same time, I'd guess. Probably September, October is when you were doing. Like December. Oh, okay, more recently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten quite a lot more crowded, I think, on those platforms. People applying, I mean. So I wouldn't be discouraged about that. It's just it takes some time. Yeah, and yeah you're right about the harassing thing i mean not in a bad way but i was checking in with them on uh you know their twitter dms or telegram or whatever it was i don't remember being like hey uh so uh you happen to uh look at my pieces yet and here's another piece you know <laughs> i'm just showing them pieces constantly <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you've seen a uh, brain pasta but he's been yeah. out there trolling pack like for a, a collab yeah, yeah. Like every time Pack posts something, like he's like, "Hey, right we there in the comments, him. like, like." But then he, like, yeah, he says something relevant to like what Pack said, and it's just, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. He was telling me because I had him on the show a few <laughs> days ago, right? He was telling me he got a hold of some big shot, and he's like, "We should collab." And the guy was like, "Oh, what do you have in mind?" And he's like, "I hadn't thought that far. I just wanted to get you yeah. to reply to me." <laughs> yeah, he's out there just hitting everyone up, man. I love it. Uh, so we did a collab actually on, I put it out on Norn Origin. It's kind oh, of a nice. funny, it's kind of a funny one. Cool. Yeah. That dude does really good. Like portraits. Of yeah. Yeah. People. It's fun. Yeah. It has a, a, a fun spirit to his work for yeah, sure. Yeah. That guy's very, very cool. I like that. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a little concerned about this wearable, um, shadow ban here. That really bothers me. I don't yeah, know, man. It is, it is kind of weird. I need to I need to hit him up and ask him. I'll troll I mean, him. I mean, is there it. any explanation for it you can think of? Uh, the only thing I could think of is I opened the OpenSea collection. That's all I did. That's all I did. I don't nah, know. That wouldn't get you shadow banned. Uh, what was this other thing I was going to ask you about here? Um, I was going to ask you about Mark Cuban. What did you think of that? Uh, that was super crazy. Just, <laughs> just the way he tweeted about it, and they sold it. And I think they sold at first for super cheap. No. Yeah, yeah. It was point zero two <laughs> Ethereum or something like that. I think it first sold for. Like next to nothing. Yeah, and instantly there's a secondary market, and then I I think someone sold. Well, there were ten of them, I think, right? Yeah, I think someone burned one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they burned one and then they jacked up the price on the other two. Yeah, dude, that's that's so insane. It's <laughs> hilarious. But you know, it's funny with somebody like Mark Cuban because he's been kind of flip-flopping on the crypto stuff, right? If you look over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it's at that point where the technology is real. You, like you have to, you have to deal with it. <laughs> So, but uh, I don't know. I wonder if from his perspective, he's looking at this and people frothing at this and he's like, they see this. Oh, just well, he's looking at, he's looking at NBA top shot and he's saying how much money they're making. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's his in. Cause you know, with the Mavericks and he, I mean, look at his NFT, it's him doing sure. a, little, a little basketball dance or whatever. Like, yeah, that's his angle. He's going to put out exclusive, like uh, basketball related type things. I think. 
But I mean, this is a guy who less than a year ago was saying all this Bitcoin stuff is bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, he's a, he's a TV character. So like he's trying to be polarizing and stuff. And yeah, you think he was just playing, playing for uh, attention? I, I think a lot of these people just say whatever, but you don't really know what they think until they take action. I'm still convinced Peter Schiff owns oh, Bitcoin. Oh yeah, Peter Schiff. Like, yeah, he's a fool. He's <laughs> he's a meme essentially now. He's he's a fucking meme. <laughs> I think honestly, mostly what it is is he uses it to promote his own content, right? That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's just out there shilling gold. You know, he could be the anti-Bitcoin guy for the rest of his life now. I don't know if he even really cares about gold. I think it's it's he's using gold versus Bitcoin as a way to drive people to him. Like, you know, when I look at his Twitter, he the response he gets, the highest response is when he says something negative about Bitcoin. He'll have like hundreds of replies. Yeah, for sure. That's that's his engagement. So to me, he's just doing it on purpose. Like this guy, like Nuriel Rubini, same idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> These guys are, they're both uh, just in a different world and yeah, out there making money, you know, they're just trying to get views and traffic and stuff. I mean, I will concede that, you know, gold has definite, definite physical utilities that, you know, can't be matched by. Say, yeah. Gold. Yeah. I think so. But you think we'll get to the point where we could like 3d print gold. Like you think that'll ever happen? I don't know, but I think we will get to a point where they're getting gold, perhaps from say like an asteroid or something at some point. Oh in the yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. then it's like, okay, so that'll be expensive to extract that, of course. So that'll still have a high value, um, but it doesn't have that defined supply. Yeah, definitely. It's you know, it's and not... the reality is, it doesn't matter what anybody's opinion is of whether or not Bitcoin should have value. It has value. People are willing to buy it and sell it. Yeah, definitely. That In the end, that's all that matters. So should, should, I forget what movie it was. I saw this the other day. Should is a useless word. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's totally true. Should is a, should is a, it's nothing. It's, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's nothing. It's literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he talks about, you know, it should be this, it should be that, but it doesn't matter. It's not. <laughs> yeah people are using it people are making these nfts and people are storing it these really huge uh transactions that you see i have like a that whale bot mm, whale alert. yeah i got that yeah. too yeah <laughs> that's just wild man <laughs> i haven't seen many whale alerts for xrp lately though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. that's so crazy man that kind of died down i remember seeing lots of whale alerts for it a little while ago yeah. All this yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. Hey, it's awesome having you on the show. Any of the last words you wanna add or anything you want to tell people about? Obviously your hundred mountains is kind of your big gig right now, and I wish you all the best with that. Uh yeah, definitely. You have until Monday to get one of these mountain artworks and um they're really cool. They come with the print, the art book's been funded, the creation studio itself has been pretty much funded. And um, it's really, really undervalued. It's super cool. And be on the lookout for my music and more creative ideas in the space. As, uh, as I make sales, I'm definitely going to be in the auction house bidding because I think that's very important. That creates energy. That creates momentum for a lot of different artists. 
and that creates innovation over time. And yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And I'll see you out there. Awesome. Uh, can you give us a hint of what's next on your itinerary after mountains? Yeah, I'm going to make a music video and that's going to come with different like art pieces that are going to be NFTs. And then at the end of that project, I'm going to tokenize the music video and the collector will get the, the wave file, the video. And uh, I'm thinking about, uh, like other extras, but that's, that's the project for now. Cool. Visually, what are you imagining? It might be, well, I'm gonna, what, I'm what gonna might work, be happening visually? I'm going to work with a friend of mine. Uh, the theme is going to kind of be like goddesses. Uh, uh, so, so it's going to be like really glitched out, like a uh, female beauty aesthetics. And uh, then, uh, and then the music video is going to be for a song called lucid. And, um, that's that's going to be like the end of the project. I want to put out music, but like using NFTs and mm. a whole a whole project idea. Very cool. Well, hey, awesome! Thank you very much for sharing with me today, and it was really cool to get to talk to you. And I wish you all the best with this hundred mountains thing, and of course your future artistic endeavors. Hell yeah, man! Thank you, and I'll see you out there. Right on. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.